Draft season has officially begun, and the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast is here for you with our mock draft episode on the eve of the heat wave. Reminder, right off the bat, the heat wave starting on June 24th and continuing for 32 days, 32 teams, 32 days. Every single day you get a podcast from us. Uh, we It's between like 20 and 24. Seven minutes or so, uh, 28 minutes or so. Very digestible. Goes over every fantasy relevant player through every team uh, so that you are fully prepared for every single player in every single round in your drafts. Uh, and if you want to really be fully prepared, don't only listen to that because we get all our stats from the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. And you can get those stats and become your own expert with that app. And it's completely free. And we just want to give a thank you over to the patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy because you are the reason why it's free and you are the reason why the lights stay on in this mother ucka. You know what I'm saying? Um, but without any further ado, let's get it started. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Yes, sir, we are back, and I am joined by my partner in crime again i'm partner in crimes is what's been coming out of my my lips for so for whatever reason the dynasty don himself the fantasy encyclopedia mr matthew what up i'm so happy to be back with you bro yeah man it's been a it's been a minute and you know look listen it's the summertime but it's heating up now baby it's heating up it's football season um i don't know if you watched um the netflix show yet quarterback no, but I, I saw the trailer, like the the two minute or four minutes of the first four minutes of the first episode. There you go. I finally it's got a, it out. <laughs> it's a recommend. It's a recommend. The Jets are going to be on Hard Knocks. That's are you fine. kidding me? I am ready. Um, and we're going to be doing the Heat Wave, and we have a little surprise for you if you go to youtube.com slash brotofantasy. We have a little preview of what you're going to see in the Heat Wave. We've got our banner. Uh, not our banner. Our uh, uh, What do you call this thing? What do you call this thing around this? You can call it banner. Banner? No, that's yeah, not a background. Banner. Banner uh, overlay. Sure. Background. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Overlay. They call it overlay on stream. But yeah, our, our new, uh, new and improved like little TV screen here. Um, so come check us out with a little bit of a preview <laughs> of the heat wave uh, and what to expect. Tonight, yet another. Oh, 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 just playing just the tip. Just Tonight, yet another step. Oh, that plays is the tip. All right. So as you guys know, the heat wave's coming. Uh, 32 teams in 32 days. But before we get into each specific player, let's get into a whole draft, baby. Let's do it. Um, let's let's kind of give an overview of what we're talking about. Because right now, um, as we were recording, these ADPs are all over the place. Uh, and, you know, if you're drafting now, if you're one of those people who are having a draft right now, this is the time to take advantage of the people who Back. haven't been paying attention who haven't been listening to the Fantasy Football by Brodo podcast. Uh, honestly, we do mad work on people who just like haven't been paying attention all year. Uh, as you know, as the years go on, uh, this is my set. This is our seventh year here at Brodo. As the years go on and you start to notice the trends very closely, you start to um, you start to know one big trend is if you paid attention during the offseason, you have a giant, giant advantage. 
Um, so we're here to help you pay attention during that offseason. We're going to talk about a, a lot of players. So I'm going to share my screen here, and you can see it over at, um, again, youtube.com slash Broader Fantasy. And I'm going to try my best to, like, uh, I'm going to try my best to, to narrate, you know, how we do. So this is how me and Matt have decided to do this. We are going to have a 12. We're going to bookend it. Yes, we're going to bookend it. 12-team PPR snake draft. I'm going to be picking first. Matt's going to be picking 12th. So we're both going to be at turns here. Um, quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, two flex. Um, is that a super flex? Did you add a super flex, Matt? Uh, maybe. I don't think there should be. Look at the ADP. No, there's no super flex. No, no, this is not super flex. So it's, I don't know. Something's over there. Like, oh, something's glitching uh, on the bottom right there. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so glitching, my man said. basically the uh, the standard way that you'd play uh, in your league for me personally, in my home league, we have one less flex and one more wide receiver. But it's basically the same here. Um, and we're going to just oh, go. There with- is a super flex spot there. Would you look at that? OK, it looks like we're we're in super flex mode then. I mean, what are the settings? Just- go to the settings. Maybe- let, let I, I can fix that real quick, bro. I can fix it. Yeah, take the seven flex out of here. We're not, we're not trying to do. Just, I know. You know Dynasty, what is, Matt is mad over Dynasty. here trying to. There is only one, everyone's minds. There's only one way to play Dynasty. It's with super flex. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, a fact. That's a fact. The Dynasty League that the, the Broto Dynasty League is a is not a super flex, but the only reason why that one is acceptable is because the sixteen team league. So, but if you're any if you're in like a twelve man league and it's a it's a Take away that super flex. I mean, I mean, add that super flex if you're in a dynasty league, uh, for sure. As Matt uh, gets rid of it, there it goes live on the screen. Now we just have two bench to keep it a little ten rounder. All right, sounds good. So two bench spots. If you want them sleepers, you got to tune into the heat wave. Oh yeah, uh, the heat wave. We're talking about everybody. Uh, quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, two flex, flex, and two bench spots. All right, so I am the first pick. So let's get it started. Look, you know if you've been listening, if you've been listening, you know my my spiel. My spiel is I want running backs early. I want to have a running back early. But at the same time, Justin Jefferson is staring me in the eyes here. And Christian McCaffrey, although he is a very great player and you know what you're going to get, he just doesn't stay healthy enough for me to really uh, trust him when you have Justin Jefferson just waiting on the board here. Um, I think I'm not going to make it complicated. I'm going to go wide receiver. I also think that if you look at running backs, I think there are m- many running backs. Ooh, turn off those sleeper beepers, bro. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> Jeez. Those sleeper uh, beepers. There you go. If you look at those running backs, um, there are some guys that are just their ADPs are just stupid. And I'm not going to say who they are because – uh, I don't want Matt to to you know to snipe me. Oh, I'm gonna but, snipe you anyway. Don't worry, dude. These running backs that are going late right now, I'm totally cool with them being my starting running backs as well. Like I think that we're RB dead zone at this point. I don't want to make it seem like I, I'm a RB dead zone aficionado or or a uh, pusher of that narrative. But at this point, the RB dead zone is going to be a different RB dead zone than we're gonna see in a month because people are gonna start wising up. So I'm going to take advantage of that, and I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson uh, with the number one pick here. Did I disappoint you, Matt? No, that, that was the pick. That's the pick, man. 
All right, so then we got Christian McCaffrey, Team 2. Always hurts when the guy you passed on gets picked right after you. Uh, team 3 takes Jamar Chase. Team 4, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, who second running running back off the board. That seems like something that's been um, unpopular from what I've seen online, uh, but I think smart. So Austin Eckler, second running back off the Agreed. board. Cooper Cup, 1-7. Stephon Diggs, 1-8. For me, man, Stefan Diggs' price is just a little too, too high this year. I just can't go into a season with Stefan Diggs being my best player. I, like I had Stefan Diggs last year; he was great. I enjoyed rostering him, um, but I also had Austin Eckler, and I just I'm I'm not I'm just not comfortable with Stefan Diggs being my number one player, uh, knowing that sometimes he just disappears. That's just how how, he, how he's always been. Uh, the fact that he's the only guy on the team, uh, sometimes teams can scheme him out of out of play out of. Uh, Game plays, game plans, excuse me. So I'm just not comfortable with Stefan Diggs there. How are you feeling about Stefan Diggs? Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a big Diggs proprietor at, at all times, but I absolutely know what you mean. And and I mean, I think one eight is more than fair. Um, Cooper Cup one seven makes sense too. You're gonna have to take Diggs right after him. It, I'm I'm seeing these running backs and in wide receivers kind of trade a little bit of places, but I, I like Diggs still. I'm probably gonna take one eight and either draft him or yeah, usually you see Eckler in that spot is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. But uh, Diggs is kind of my de facto late first round wide receiver for sure. Bijan Robinson going at one nine with people not even flinching at the fact that he's a rookie. The last guy you saw going so early consensus is the guy taken right after him, Saquon Barkley. And then you have uh, C.D. Lamb at 111, which, again, is a little too expensive for my taste. Me too. So that's right where that cutoff comes. And, and, and tune into those Heat Wave podcasts because you'll know that I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor here either. I do think C.D. Lamb is projected just slightly too high, but having this 112 turn and kind of feeling a little bit different about this player than I have in years past, especially seeing some receiving upside come, I'm going to take my running back one. I'm taking Nick Chubb. And then I'm going to turn right around. And I think it's for me, it's got to be between these wide receivers. Like I, I don't want Jonathan Taylor, maybe as my RB two, I said, if you're going to go bully running back, I don't mind Jonathan Taylor sitting in that RB two spot. I think Nick Chubb is more so of my hero RB the way that I like to build Garrett Wilson is obviously in play here as well. I think that's an excellent upside pick. Devonte Adams is kind of, for me, I am a little bit worried about some late, later regression and of course Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him the quarterback who I do believe is a downgrade from Derek Carr that said having my hero RB I think I'm just going to take the obvious AJ Brown here it's safe it's sexy I love AJ Brown uh, at this spot here I also really like Nick Chubb Nick Chubb is not really a guy that I've rostered if again we're talking about the heat wave but if you listen to the heat wave you'll hear that I never really rostered Derek Henry either. And it's not because I didn't like them as players, just because I prefer pass catching upside uh, for my running backs. Now it's still early in the off season, but everything says that Nick Chubb is going to get that pass catching work. And if you look at the backfield behind him, there's no one really to challenge him for that. So yeah, I mean, that's eh, it. you know, that's <laughs> it. It's not like you have a Kareem hunt um, taking that work from him. So, uh, you, and you saw Nick Chubb add more, now, it wasn't a lot, but he added more receiving prowess to his game last year. I think Nick Chubb continues to evolve in this offense, and I think Deshaun Watson is the number one wild card in, in all of fantasy. He has the ability to really change the tone of fantasy football this year. It's yeah. it, it's kind of insane. Um, but 
Yeah, we're going to go with Patrick Mahomes after that. So first QB off the board. Team 11, Patrick Mahomes and C.D. Lamb. Yuck. Uh, Team 10, Saquon Barkley is followed by Jonathan Taylor as he backs up running backs. Uh, Josh Jacobs goes next, followed by Derrick Henry. Amon Ross St. Brown, whose ADP is kind of getting ridiculous. I was I wanted Amon Ra at 112, and I think another guy that is fading here. I'm going to hop you a little bit, but I was even thinking about scrolling down and just taking back to back running backs and taking Tony Pollard and Nick Chubb. Yeah, and Tony Pollard goes early. Somewhat like the computer is reaching for him, which is interesting. Um, look, I loved Amon Ra last year. I really did. Uh, he was my sleeper. I, you know, he was one of my hat hangers. I was all in on Amon Ra St. Brown. I ended up being right. I'm not drafting him in the second round this year. I'm just not doing it. I'm Dude, not doing I like Amon Ra, but I was even thinking about taking him at 2-1. So I probably disagree with you there. He's going to be the ceiling. first wide receiver that I take after A.J. Brown. I think we can't forget his stature, man. I think at the end of the day, is he going to score 12 touchdowns? I don't think so. And I could be wrong, but you know he's not scoring 12 touchdowns because of his size. Mm. And, and you know the addition of James Williams. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that in the uh, the upcoming. Um, we'll get we'll get more into it. Josh Allen again. So two quarterbacks in the second round. Uh, Michael mentioned that last year people were kind of fading quarterbacks, and um, so we, as the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, who are always like draft quarterbacks late. We advise, hey, if you can get Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know Justin Herbert, and these guys in the in the fifth round, you got to go and get them. And or in the fourth round, you got to go and get them. But it, it's overcorrected again. And uh, you know, Josh, I do have six point passing TDs turned on, but it is very much overcorrected. Uh, Devontae Adams is the next player. Tony Pollard goes next. Uh, Jalen Waddle goes after that, and then Garrett Wilson goes after that. So we've got a. a a decision to make for me here. I've got, I'm not considering a quarterback here. I've gotten Mark Andrews, a uh, tight end. So, you know, one of those, um, one of those really rare positions um, that you can, you know, capitalize on here. You got Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, Chris Olave, Najee Harris, T Higgins, Devontae Smith, Travis Etienne, et cetera. So here I'm going to back up. Like, remember, I want, I like to have two very strong running backs on my team. And I'm already starting with, uh, to Justin Jefferson. So I'm going to just back up two straight running backs from the AFC East. Um, Brees Hall, I, at this point, I don't know. I'm hoping he's back for week one. Even if he's not back for week one, his talent level is such that I am willing to wait, wait a week or two before he gets onto the field. And then, look, I know banking on a a New England Patriots oh, running do it. has not been a smart move in the past. It was last but, year. Yeah, it was last year, and when you look at the depth chart, there's just no one to challenge Ramondre uh, like Damian Harris challenged him last year on the depth chart right now. I think that Ramondre Stevenson has separated himself. I also love the transition to um, Bill O'Brien, back to Bill O'Brien at offensive coordinator. Uh, you saw Bill O'Brien run the offense in, in Alabama for a few years. They're a run-oriented uh, squad. They run the ball. I'm taking the two backed-up running backs. Justin Jefferson, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson to Bro, start you really, for me. You really could have had like wide receiver one, tight end one, and QB one all in a row, but all right. <laughs> I don't I don't want it's that. It's too early for QB, man. I'm, I'm also not like – look, usually I'm okay. Uh, tight ends, man, if you're giving me the option of me having a better RB2 
Like people are 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 are, are too concerned with tight end is that lone position where you want to get the positional advantage. Unless you're drafting Travis Kelsey, there's no guarantee because you know Max. Mark Andrews did not return ADP last year. Yeah, but it was also Tyler Huntley and yeah. But fair, regardless, fair, fair. it's the same situation. Yeah. He did not I return agree. ADP last year. Yep. So unless you're talking, I I'm just gonna punt and wait for for tight end because I would rather have a giant gap between our RB twos. That's still. A one position RB two is still one position. I know you play more running backs, but RB two is one position. So if I can, my RB two could have seven more points than your RB two. What does it make a difference if your tight end has four more points than mine? You know, so I I do think that I do think that there's a position scarcity myth somewhat that I will be getting into in a little detail uh, when we get to that portion of the heat of the uh, heat wave. I'm sorry to be teasing the heat wave so much. No, that's that's what this is all about. You got to come in. <laughs> we, we you got to come in for the pie and stay for the apple pie. What? <laughs> that's uh, you know, that's not a that's not a saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts goes uh, second in the third round, followed by Mark Andrews that I was just talking about. Chris Olave goes fourth. Najee Harris, who I like this year. I was thinking about Najee Harris over Mondre Stevenson, but I went Stevenson. Uh, Interesting here, Devonta Smith, very high for a number two wide share. You see Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith and T. Higgins all going in this area where uh, I don't know if I like them here just because of their just because of their usage. I, although I love the guys, I liked them better last year when you can get them in the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're ex- yep. Things They're are getting expensive. Good. They're expensive. You're paying for consistency there rather no, than. I mean, five. drafting Devonta as your wide receiver one is, is that's yeah. Yeah, it's risky. You're, you're expecting a jump. <laughs> T. Higgins, Keenan Allen goes next. Jameer Gibbs. Did, did, uh, that, that, was did that break your heart? Me. Yeah, yeah, big that, time. Yeah, oh, they jumped him by exactly the ADP. You know how the on sleeper gives you the little line of like your next draft pick or whatever? It yeah. was Jameer Gibbs. And I was like, this works out way too perfectly. <laughs> um, and then and then team eight wants to go three running backs in a row and just absolutely ruins my life. But some Lamar Jackson goes after that. Uh, B. John Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Jameer Gibbs is not a bad uh, start into, if you're going to go heavy running back. And DK Metcalf. All right, Matt, you have Nick Chubb and Antonio Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown, excuse me. Um, who is your double picks on this turn? I think I know which one of, the, one of them is for sure. Yeah, yeah, th- This one's kind of tough for me. Like, we're... I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, it's standing right there at the top of the board. So for all the listeners that, that know I'm a big Travis Etienne fan, I, I will be drafting him here at this third round turn. The next pick becomes a little more difficult for me because I think Kenneth Walker does still possess big game upside and big play upside, even with a limited touch count with Zach Charbonnet coming into town. I obviously like Joe, Joe Burrow a lot. I was going to give him a little French accent, Joe Burrow, but four <laughs> one is still a little too early for me for QBs, especially when you, if you scroll over to that QB ADP on your sleeper drafts right now in these PPR leagues, you're going to see some pretty good value that is coming back after the guys reach on you know, the Joe Burrows, the Lamar Jacksons, you're still going to get the Trevor Lawrence's. You're still going to get the Justin Fields a little bit later. So I'm thinking about waiting on that for me after taking, having my two running backs locked in and I have a top end wide receiver. I really want to go wide receiver again. And I'm, I'm looking at these wide receiver ADPs and one of them jumps out more than any of the others. And it might be a little bit of a reach. I think just 
just by a few picks. But Amari Cooper is, is still the wide receiver one in Cleveland. I'm not as high on Debo Samuel. Calvin Ridley, I think, is a little more inconsistent than Amari Cooper. I can get some great wide receiver value later, especially, hopefully. Um, I, I think I got to take Amari. I got to go for that all Cleveland stack. I don't actually love this pick at all, but returning wide receiver two value with Cooper, I guess, is not as bad. You can talk me out of it if you want, but I think that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to try and get the the Deshaun Watson stack to complete the Cleveland Browns trio. The only reason I'm telling I'm telling you who I pick here is because I don't think he's going to be available where I'm at. I'm looking at Joe Mixon here. There's also I, I'm also thinking of uh, you're looking at Joe Mixon. Yeah, like I'm I not, know I'm I know a lot. Back. I know there's a lot of people who like whoa, 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 whoa. what did you just say? This is Brodo. What are you talking about? But Joe Mixon has absolutely no competition in the backfield on a high-powered offense. What makes Sleeper project him at 211 attempts, 863 yards, and seven touchdowns? Like, what makes that what? Like, he don't, that would be ridiculously bad compared that to his career. Be, you're half of projecting him miss games. Yeah, you're projecting him to be injured, which he hasn't been in the last few years. Only missed a couple games last year. You have to remember, like, missing two games a year is expected from a running back. So also, I was also as I talked myself into a Cleveland stack, I also realized I'm I'm wide open for a Jacksonville Jaguar stack here as well and just grabbing Calvin Ridley. You know me, what? Like, hey, you, you there's do a you, reach man. I want to make here too with Drake London, but I'm trying not to go so dynasty minded, man. I'm trying, I'm trying not to. I know I'm taking a long time on this pick. I'm gonna go Jacksonville. I'm gonna go Jacksonville stack and hope that they actually improve in the ways that we think. It's Calvin Ridley. Okay, interesting there, Calvin Ridley. I, I like him. I mean, I like it better than the the pick of Amari Cooper. I think that you that's way more upside than Amari Cooper has. I'm, I'm, I'm man, just... I honestly think that Amari's gonna. And I mean, ADP uh, and sleeper mock agrees that Amari should be faded a bit. But that's what I was saying. I, I do think he's worth talking about. I think he's being disrespected a little too much. So you have Travis Etienne and Calvin Ridley, Nick Chubb and AJ Brown. Uh, next team picks TJ Hawkinson, uh, who is. Going very high uh, this year. I think people are underestimating. I was thinking about taking Hawk, but I didn't want to give it away in case you were going to. I don't like him up there because. uh, I do. You know what it is? I just don't think that people are are properly considering the fact that Adam Thielen was washed last year. And Jordan Addison is a good player. And he's the one taking that spot. If Jordan Addison ends up being very, very good in that slot. He's going to be taking away TJ Hawkinson's receiving option, receiving uh, prowess directly. So I'm not crazy high on TJ Hawkinson at the moment. Fair. Ken Walker goes next. Again, another one where it's just like a little too high for me considering they just took Jack uh, uh, Charbonnet. You know, like a little too high. Uh, Joe Burrow goes next, followed by Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones. You You get your mix in if you want them. J.K. Dobbins. Now, Joe Mixon's Joe Mixon just went. Team five. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Joe Mixon went with team five. Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, and George Kittle go next. DeAndre Hopkins, no team at the moment. For me, this next pick is rather easy, and I think that the next pick is going to be someone who people do not sleep on as the year progresses forward, and I just opened up his card. It, it's Alexander Madison. And The reason why I say that for Alexander Madison is this guy performs every single time he's on the field and he is the main back. So if you're looking at a guy who's, look, he's 25 years old. 
He's had success. You're looking here at the sleeper version. Shout out to sleeper uh, for their um, very good uh, mock draft uh, situation here. You see him, his situation where there was no Dalvin Cook. 17.96 fantasy points. 18.52 fantasy points. 18.53 fantasy points. Almost 14 fantasy points, right? For me, Dalvin Cook is a was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Alexander Madison, though, completely filled in his shoes. Right now on the depth chart, there's no direct competition for Madison. They're putting Madison on like their Twitter headers. They believe in the dude. And you're getting him in the I'm getting him in the 412. Imagine Dalvin Cook being picked Fast. here. Even if you're getting three quarters of Dalvin Cook, you're getting a steal here. He's one guy that's not going to fall here. And if he does, congratulations uh, to you because that's easy. Easy. Yeah, these are these ADPs that we're talking about in in midseason. This is why it's good to draft sometimes a little early as well. Because you have the advantage. It's a giant advantage. So I'm taking Alexander Madison, and now I'm going to get a little frisky. Um, The last two years, I have begged you not to pick this man. The reason is because... Players at his position don't succeed as rookies. And he did not have a good situation on his team last year. But now he has a brand new shiny rookie running back to take away some of the pain of being the main guy. He has a second-year quarterback who is, I think, inarguably better than Marcus Mariota. And that is Kyle Pitts, the third-year tight end, Ready for his third-year tight end breakout. I'm taking Kyle Pitts here. I know that I was talking about I'm not taking tight ends early. I think Kyle Pitts has an opportunity to really break out beyond just having a tight end Uh, one performance. I really think Kyle Pitts has the ability to be on the wide receiver type of uh, path as he was destined to be, um, you know, when he was drafted. So I love Kyle Pitts here. How do you feel about that Kyle Pitts pick? Yeah, I, I like it. I, I'm sad I missed out on my Trevor Lawrence pick, so I'm I'm a little defunct. Uh, three quarterbacks go in the fifth round. Now the quarterbacks starting to really fly. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Damian Pierce, who I cannot for the life of me understand why anyone would take Damian Pierce in the fifth round. Miles Sanders, Drake London, Trevor Lawrence, Dallas Goddard, Chris Godwin, uh, Chris Christian Watson. Uh, that one surprised me. And... You are back on the clock. Matt, Nick Chubb, A.J. Brown, Travis Etienne, and Calvin Ridley uh, are your uh, is your team so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not in love with this team, but I definitely like where it's going. And this is what I was hoping for is a bit of this wide receiver depth to fall back, um, where you have D.J. Moore as obviously the obvious wide receiver one and a quarterback that is expected to take a third-year leap in Justin Fields. Michael Pittman, who we were talk, we will talk about on, on some upcoming heat waves and, and – we've gotten into in some previous episodes as well. I still like his upside this season, but not necessarily the direction that I'm going. James Conner, an absolute touch monster. I'm going to lock down DJ Moore here. Never been a true wide receiver one, but always finished in the top 18 in points per game um, in between 18 and 14. And obviously new offense, new offensive system, but there's not really any target competition for him. And he has been a perennially good target earner, even if it hasn't resulted in a true alpha wide receiver one points per game finish. I'm pretty happy about DJ Moore popping up my first flex spot and as also my wide receiver two, three behind Calvin Ridley. 
I'm looking at Jerry Judy a lot here for sure. I think Jerry Judy as the new Michael Thomas for um, Sean Payton is something that should absolutely be talked about and taken into consideration. But there's a guy that I've loved, I've touted. I think his breakout is truly upon us. I think he's about to surpass everybody on the offense and targets. And I'm going to reach a little bit because I know he's not going to come back around. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. Oh, nice. That's a good pick there. Yeah. Um, I, you knew, you knew there had to be a little favoritism coming into this draft and I'm definitely, definitely grabbing Brandon oof. Ayuk in my second flex spot there. That, that noise you just heard is a man getting his heart ripped oh, out. Oh, Rashad. Uh, Rashad and Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams is being completely undervalued. This I year. honestly think that Mike Williams has just a good of an opportunity to be outscored by Quentin Johnson as he does to be Mike Williams. I think that is absurd. No. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, Jerry Judy goes next, followed by DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, Dalvin Cook, who's currently teamless, Darren Waller, James Conner, Mike Williams. So let's get to Mike Williams. What I, Mike, look, you are the guy, to be <laughs> honest, that got me off of Quinston Johnson. So I, what is your yeah, I'm rationale? I'm not a huge Quinton Johnson fan at all. <laughs> so what is your rationale of Mike Williams losing his job? Today? I just, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, Mike Williams is right now, he's a career 18 to 19% target earner. Keenan Allen is still in that offense, who I think is actually going to regress a little bit in target share, as we do see in small denominators as wide receivers get older obviously they do begin to regress i think quentin johnson could just as easily finish it with an 18 to 19 percent target share as a rookie the, the question is who's going to be more efficient and obviously mike is going to get the, the higher opportunities i think it, it's more of like a a range of outcomes rather than like a take but there's absolutely a reason that they drafted that kid 21st overall he he's the he's the predecessor or at least they hope I don't quite necessarily feel that way, but I do see a world where they could both have 80, 90 targets, and it comes down to who's actually more efficient or falls in the end zone more. I think Mike Williams is going to have a big year. I think that Cooper Rush being over there is something that people have to remember happened. Uh, the Chargers were being held back by that offense. You just said Cooper Rush. I did say Cooper Rush. Well, well, I I always I always like um I always confuse them because they are uh, Kellen Moore is who I'm talking about, but they were both the backup quarterbacks for the for the Cowboys at one point, yeah, at one point. So I confuse them. Um, but yeah, I'm talking about Kellen Moore, the brand new offensive coordinator. I mean, you look at what wide receiver ones have done in that offense, and I want some of that. I want some making Amari Cooper the wide receiver four overall. Like I want yeah. some of that. Michael Pittman. Marquise Brown and Rashad White go next, which leaves me with some interesting decisions. I like Rashad. I like Rashad as well. He's he's gonna a big opportunity share coming. Right. But you do have guy. some interesting choices here. I think here is a good chance to go upside. Uh, we don't know what Javante Williams' injury is looking like at the moment in terms of when he's supposed to be back. Let's see if there are any ready to go for the start of the season says Jeff Legwald of ESPN. I mean, if that's the case, then getting him 612 is going to be completely impossible in about a month. So I'm going to take upside here. I don't think there's any reason why Javante Williams can't be a beast uh, if he comes back. And I'm comfortable here taking a shot instead of uh, having a more, you know, safer option like Tyler Lockett or Mike Evans. I'm going to go with Javante Williams here. And then I think I'm going to go with a guy who's 
perennially underrated. And yeah, shout out to no Matt. Wide receiver too. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to get one. Uh, shout out to to Matt because he constantly talking about, especially in a PPR pro uh, PPR uh, draft. The answer, the que- the the uh, the question is, who earns targets? That's the question. Who earns targets? And Deontay Johnson is yes. a target Dude, earner. Seven, one. It makes no sense. He's a it's giant sleeper. And you're, you're technically reaching on him by seven picks. And that's insane to me. So I'm going to go and take Deontay Johnson. I'm going to be very comfortable having him as my yeah, wide receiver. That's, you do have a wide receiver, too. You technically have two wide receiver ones. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope the so. draft is going swimmingly for you, my friend. I mean, I mean my, I'm very happy with this. I wish it was my real life team. Uh, Tyler Lockett goes seven two. Alvin Kamara seven three. Isaiah Pacheco seven four. Mike Evans seven five. Christian Kirk seven six. David Montgomery seven seven. Addison Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, go with a, a duo of. Um, and Addison went first. Wow. Yeah, duo of rookies back to back. Jahan Dotson. Goes seven ten, and James Cook, who I, I like as a little bit of a sleeper this year, goes seven eleven. So that is you are now here on the turn, Matt. You uh, do have you have four uh, wide receivers. You have AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and Brandon Ayuk, and two running backs, Nick Chubb and Travis Etienne. So, are you going to continue to fortify these positions, or are you looking somewhere else? What's your strategy looking like here? I definitely think I'm going to lock that tight end in right now because there's a guy that. I can't go against my my process and saying that if you're not going to take the Travis Kelsey Hawkinsons, you know, Mark Andrews, Kittle, and then even in the realm of Goddard and Waller, I want this guy probably not. I'm not going to say before, like reach that far, but I'm just as comfortable with the upside and the consistency, which is what you want. Potential top five points per game with consistent top 10 finishes. I'm taking Evan Ingram in my tight end spot. And it's not necessarily a like fill the position. I think it really is best player available at ADP here as well. I like him more than Friermuth this season for single season. Obviously favor Friermuth and Dynasty. I definitely like him more than Njoku for consistency and similar upside in, you know, big 20-point breakout games. And then I'm obviously a wide receiver heavy guy. I, I like going wide receiver, but I might be time for quarterback. There's there is a trio of quarterbacks that happen to go in the late seventh and early um, eighth round that I love for redraft. And it does not include Anthony Richardson, who I would fade much further. It's Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and Tua Tagovailoa, who I genuinely believe all three of those guys, and this is not hyperbole or hot take in my opinion, have top five point per game upside. And because I leaned so heavily into the Cleveland Browns already, (laughs) I'm probably like in redraft. I don't think stacks are as important. People kind of need to acknowledge that you're managing team. And obviously you're going to just punt week five, for example, because I'm taking the Browns here. But I, I think it's Deshaun Watson rushing upside obviously has the highest projections of everybody. He is the wild card of the three names that I listed to his health, obviously coming into play as well with that. But I'm going to take Deshaun Watson and just lock down the, uh, the Cleveland Brown, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson stack. Interesting. Interesting pick there of the three quarterbacks. Uh, I Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson Tua. Right now, I'd probably put Deshaun Watson as the the last of of those. But you know, I want I, I hear you. The only one that I have in my queue is Tua. You know what? All right, I'm I'm throwing a curveball. Oh whoa whoa whoa! What just happened? Uh, I took Tua. Tua. 
Tagovailoa <laughs> goes next, followed by AJ Dillon, uh, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Quinston Johnson, Dak Prescott, who I was hoping fell to me. I'm, I'm very disappointed by that. Uh, Pat Firemuth goes next, followed by Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks, Antonio Gibbs, Kadarius Tony. I'm not gonna lie, I was having a little, um, I was having a little like, f- like flashes, like uh, fantasies of stacking Brandon Cooks and Dak Prescott on the turn here. And just nice. having the best eighth and ninth round possible. I, I had to go. I had to throw a curveball in it and, and just take two. A... So this is where we're going to play some strategy games. Because if you look at the board, you're going to see that team two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and 12 all have their quarterbacks now. So I'm not going to go and get a quarterback now because I'm confident that there's not going to be a bench quarterback. And if there is, then I'm willing to take that chance so now we're in these places where we're going to take some chances right and uh yeah so this is this is where this is the the chance taking place here i feel like this is where you do it and i'm also a big fan of a strategy that may not be a strategy that everyone likes and i don't know if it's a good strategy having this many broncos on my team but um, here goes nothing i'm gonna draft some ajp run here now, there's two reasons why I'm going to draft some AJP right here. Number one, I'm going to handcuff my RB my RB here. I'm going to handcuff Jamal Williams. So, I mean... Uh, handcuff your RB4? <laughs> yes, that's right. Because, look, if, if some AJP run, one of these guys is going to be playing uh, and starting. So, wild. I'm going to be starting them You're a wild human. there. Why? Why is that wild? I'm handcuffing. I'm, I'm cuffing. It's cuffing season. Because there really is no handcuff for these other guys. There's no, there's no handcuff for the other guys. I'm not going to take Michael Carter here. Um, and then again, everyone has their quarterback. So I'm going to wait till the very last pick of this draft to, to pick a quarterback. Um, so that gives me another like opportunity to have some giant upside. And I'm going to go wide receiver this time. And I'm going to, I'm going to do something that I think you're going to like Matt. Maybe Michael Thomas has a resurgence here. Let's look uh, at why. Yeah. Let's see. I do like it. I like Juju though. I do like Juju. There's another thing. Corlin Sutton here. That's an uh, interesting go upside. It's an interesting one. Corlin Sutton's a little bit interesting here. Alan Lazard. Rashad Bateman. Eh. Why is Elijah Moore ranked over Alan Lazard? Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm gonna I, Juju, another one in New England. I'm gonna go Michael Thomas and take some take some upside risk here. Juju goes next, followed by Brian Robinson, Gabe Davis, David Njoku, Kirk Cousins, Khalil Herbert, J- um, excuse me, Jamal Williams. Zay Flowers, Rashad Penny, Anthony Richardson, and you are on the clock with your last Bro, two everybody's picks. just grabbing two quarterbacks. All right, that's cool, I guess. Um, all right, my last two picks here. I really do want to play upside. I, I want the swings. I, I want guys that have, you know, still unlockable potential to kind of outplay their ADP by hopefully quite a bit. I, I don't really think it's that much – of a crazy reach either. Let me just go down. I might be reaching by like 20 picks. This is the time. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, what's going to happen. Don't you No. Oh brother. You should know it's Rondale Moore. Ah. <laughs> We're taking Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore is coming up to a hundred. Call me a crazy human. <laughs> 120 targets for Rondale Moore. Um, not a problem. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to dip back into the running back pool a little bit. Take probably who you should have taken instead of tacking your own handcuff if you were going to go down that far 
And I'm going to take one of the more high upside handcuffs that if Kenneth Walker goes down, Zach Charbonnet has league winning, league breaking potential just based on touches and talent alone. I'm taking Zach Charbonnet with my last pick. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not, uh, I'm not mad at that one. Uh, uh, to be honest, I probably Rondale Moore is a throwaway, man. I'm never, I'm never leaving any draft without Rondale Moore uh, yes. unless somebody likes him more than me. Yes, my plan worked. Uh, Damian Harris, Dalton Schultz, who is a great pick here. Dalton Schultz has the opportunity to have a big season. Facts. Cortland Sutton, Cole Komet, Jamison Williams, Odell Beckham, Elijah Moore, Dalton Kincaid, Rashad Bateman, and Jacoby Myers, which leaves me just QB list, and he just fell into my lap. How are you not going to start on Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder? What about Danny Dimes, bro? Fuck Danny Dimes. Aaron Rodgers, come on the squad. Aaron Rodgers is being underrated by like cr- crazy. Anyway, let's get into these Let's get into these uh, final uh, rosters. All right. My final roster. You can see it on the, on the board here. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson at running back. Justin Jefferson and Deontay Johnson at wide receiver. Kyle Pitts at tight end. Alexander Madison and Javante Williams in the flex spot with Samaj P. Ryan and Michael Thomas on the bench. And Matt, let's take a look at your lineup and tell the people. I got two as the QB. Nick Chubb as RB1. Travis Etienne sitting RB2. AJ Brown, wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley as wide receiver two with DJ Moore backing him up in that first flex wide receiver three spot. Also grabbed Evan Ingram at 712. Then Brandon Ayuk in that second flex spot. I did a crazy reach on one of my second to last picks to make his ADP jump even higher. It's always an agenda of mine. Taking Rondale Moore at 9-12, and then Zach Charbonnet with my last pick as one of the higher upside handcuffs, in my opinion, this season. All right, Matt Ward, the Dynasty Don. Hey, it was fun, and the next time we see each other, we're going to be podcasting. Well, we're going to be dropping episodes for 32 days straight, baby, starting next week. Um, also, check out Matt's new content on the app if you have not yet already. Uh, an excellent writer as well as an excellent podcaster. The man is a... Uh, jack of all trades um especially the two trades of writing and podcasting um (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah let's take away yeah so also at brutal fantasy if you want to tell us who won this draft who do you like do you like my picks from the one or do you like i already like your draft more than mine (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i like both of our drafts i think i like I, i like how my team came out though if i if i started the year with this team I know Deontay Johnson is a little uh, – No, I love it. As a wide receiver too, but I, I love this team, to be Great honest. Um, and, yeah, that's all from us. Don't forget to follow all the social medias, youtube.com slash Fantasy, and we cannot wait to bring you the heat wave. We really can't. Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking. Oh, another teaser. Another teaser. All right, next time we see you guys, we'll be heat waving. Later.